Welcome to Caesars Insiders Podcast. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing leading Caesars in the industry for a light conversation about anything from their favorite drinks to favorite vendor to key influencers, biggest accomplishments and failures, myths they like to debunk, advice they want to give out, and even some tips they can extend to the eager vendor who's knocking on their door. Join us for a light talk. I encourage you to walk away with at least one insight that will help you better yourself or your business. So welcome everybody. Uh, today I'll be speaking with uh, Dinesh Rawasani uh, from Visa. Uh, we, we actually, we don't know each other uh, based on a professional relationship. We, I think we kind of clicked based on uh, the, of the fact that we were both uh, Star Trek um, fans. And um, I, so I had to do some research about you because I don't really know your history. And I'd be, I'd be more than happy if you could uh, join in and contribute and, you know, just uh, add your, your take on it. But basically, this is what I uh, was able to come up with. So you started, you, you started your, your career in the cyber world probably more than 20 years now. Uh, you got your feet wet through a variety of managerial and technical positions, in, mostly in the payment industry, if I remember correctly before landing your current role as the Director of Product Security at Visa Inc. based out of San Mateo, uh, which is in California, by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said, I mean, the, the way we actually connected was through the fact that we were both uh, avid fans of Star Trek. Uh, I'm sure you have a lot more to say. Uh, if you wanna give a quick in intro about yourself. Sure, thank you, Ben. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, we come in peace. So, um, you know, as you were mentioning, you know, the love for, love for our favorite show brought us together and I'm really happy about it because um, that's important. You know, you gotta have passion. That show is all about passion and teamwork. And this is exactly what we need in cybersecurity world. Whether you're doing AppSec, whether you're doing um, compliance or anything of that sort. You gotta have passion and you gotta believe in your team. So about me, uh, currently I work with Visa uh, and I've been there for almost seven years. It's been a fantastic journey, a great company to work with and work at. And um, prior to that, I had several roles which included um, you know, business, finance and development. So I'd say, you know, the journey that I've had started from development, moved on to business, and then um, got, got back into development and then cybersecurity. So I have had tasted waters uh, of all the different wells. And I'd say this has helped me understand um, what developers need. And right now what we are all focused on is uh, moving on to DevSecOps and making sure life uh, for a cyber a security engineer uh, is uh, all about partnership with the developers because they develop the tools, they develop the products and how we can shift left. And once we are shifting left, you gotta start left to ensure the vulnerabilities do not keep creep into your product. Do not just reward, um, you know, finding the vulnerabilities earlier in the product cycle, rather ensure you're developing secure code and take pride in shipping that secure code. Yeah, and um, I know the discussion about it has been around for at least as far as I can remember, 15 years now, 
you know, it was always a discussion about integrating SDLC as earlier as you can into the development lifecycle. It would eventually, it would cost so much less to just integrate all kinds of, you know, security gates and controls into, into, the, into the process as early as possible, rather than, you know, developing a product and then needing to redesign it or just patch it like crazy. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that um, you've experienced like uh, throughout your, your, uh, your previous positions, you've probably experienced uh, working with more mature companies in that sense, you know, being in the payment industry and such. So uh, being in FinTech uh, for the time that I've been, and uh, again, these uh, opinions that are expressed are solely mine and does not res uh, res uh, represent that of my current or previous employers. I'd say um, all organizations and all developers want to do the right thing. They want to ship out secure code and also they want to reduce the mean time to market. So how you marry both of the competing uh, goals and how you ensure uh, you are secure by design and security is a feature, not an afterthought. You have to change the mindset of not only just the developer, not only the, uh, the, the, the program manager or anybody who's running the program for that development, but also most importantly, uh, the security team, the professionals, uh, and we have to cut across the lines and reach out to product develop, product organizations, the business organizations to make sure they understand why we want to uh, focus on security, why we want to make sure anything that goes to production goes through automation, goes through vulnerability detection, goes through um, and all sort of security checks, whether it's for right from the security architecture, SDLC, pen testing, perimeter security, um, or, or even the bug bounty programs. The idea is to catch the vulnerabilities before the bad actors catch it. So um, all organizations want to do the same thing, but the degree of maturity varies. So the, the as they say, um, once you realize you got to do things, the sooner you fix it is cheaper, as you mentioned. Um, that will help everybody to A, keep the cost of production low, as well as keep the organizations secure. Yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we dove right into the professional world before I even got a chance to ask a couple of personal questions. So let me get back to that. What can you tell me about your marital status? I'm assuming, I, I think I know you're married. Plus. I'm not just married, I'm happily married. Plus? I've been, and I've been married for 22 years. And, um, you know, they say behind every successful man, there is a woman. I've been lucky that I've, apart from my mother, uh, my wife, uh, Verdeep, has been very, very supportive uh, throughout my career. And if you look at my journey, I've always got into something which is absolutely new. Uh, so the kind of support that I've had from my wife has been fantastic. And that's one of the things um, I feel that I couldn't be here wherever I am um, if I hadn't had her support. 
That's great to, to hear. I'm gonna edit this uh, part out. I'm gonna send you the audio file for that so you could re play it in, in repeat, on repeat for your wife. So I'm sure that would help you. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you have a, a few kids, can't remember right now, two, three kids, something around that. One. Just one, okay, just the one. So I've heard about him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite drink? Oh, my favorite drink uh, for the longest time has, has been milk. But now <laughs> that I'm in off of milk, <laughs> my favorite drink is uh, uh, tonic water. Well, that's a first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write milk and now, now tonic water. But milk is... Yeah. You, know, you can edit this thing. I just stick with tonic water. Okay. Um, so yeah, Just let's ask this question. You can believe that one. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep milk. I think it's. Uh... <laughs> I hate you, man. Okay, I gotta have a milk mustache then. I huh? got milk. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let, let me ask you a couple of uh, questions here. Uh, so, what's the one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career? Uh, cybersecurity, right? When I, I, I. I delved into cybersecurity um, as I progressed into my career. I should have uh, gotten into cybersecurity much earlier. This is a fantastic field. It's an amazing uh, field where we get to work with the best of the best. And most importantly, the feeling that you feel after um, you find a vulnerability after you make sure the bad actors are do not get their way and then we, when you protect the things that are important to you it is a great feeling so i wish i had um, gotten into cyber security much earlier in my career or rather even in my academic um, uh, career i should have gotten into cyber security a lot earlier mm -hmm. So what would you say your biggest accomplishment was? I think well, I'd say the biggest accomplishment, I'd say uh, when we started ShiftLift Initiative um, and uh, we kind of democratized uh, um, SSELC engineer, uh, vulnerability detection and were able to train our developers to find the vulnerabilities earlier in the dev cycle and fix the vulnerabilities before they come to security for validation and uh, pushing for and being supported greatly by our uh, larger organizations uh, for shift left and uh, the ability to automate um, sector ops uh, across the enterprise and uh, extend uh, similar coverage to uh, other places and uh, whoever wanted to you know, get some uh, suggestion how to improve their uh, uh, DevSecOps. And I'd say Shift Left Initiative has been a great um, uh, accomplishment where um, we've seen the results across the organizations. And, uh, and even in the industry, as uh, security is get moving towards left and people are talking about starting left, uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, yeah, and um, 
you know, I've, I've been hearing about uh, DevSecOps and, you know, a lot of our customers are dealing with that and growing their own uh, internet programs around that. Um, so definitely, I think streamlining that effort is, is definitely, you know, the way to go. Uh, but as I said, you know, unfortunately not all, all organizations can do it uh, before they reach like a certain level of maturity. Uh, okay. I kind of kind of uh, agree and disagree both because um, this is something it's going to help everybody. And the more um, we all practice this, and eventually everybody you know gets gets stalled. Every uh, boat rises with rising waters, right? So um, it, the idea is just to keep it in mind and keep at it. You know, levels of maturity might differ, but it's a great idea to uh, automate uh, your security testing so that your uh, valuable developers and security engineers are focused on a uh, developing secure code and focused on fixing bigger issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what, what would be the advice you want to give out to someone pursuing a career in cybersecurity or a career similar to yours? Patience, persistence, and uh, communication. Because uh, as we are becoming, as in cybersecurity, we are becoming more of a partner for development organizations rather than uh, the blockers or the gatekeepers. So developing the right partnerships with the de development teams and the, and the business teams and making sure the message is constant, consistent, and clear, uh, that would really help pushing the message of uh, developing secure code and secure by design. Okay, um, thank you. Uh, what do you feel? And I know, uh, I know uh, you, you've you've spent some time in in in, in some uh, some companies in the fintech industry. What do you feel about the role of the CISO that's actually a part of the IT um, department or division? What do you think are the pros and cons to that? In your I eyes, in my opinion, the security organization should be an independent organization. Uh, and reporting to the highest levels. Uh, that helps to ensure the message of security is clear that you gotta be secure by design and we are not just compliance, we are also making sure that security is a, your product feature. So, and that the, 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 the right level of executive engagement will and does make a lot of difference. Yeah, but what? How would you rebuttal the the statement that I got from other uh, CISOs that are actually part of the IT organization? That uh, basically the the response I got, if I'm trying to sum it up, uh, was that the fact that you're part of the IT uh, IT organization actually helps you drive more security initiatives internally rather than you know just. Uh, I'm not sure if battling is the right word here, but uh, I mean, so I guess it's it diverse, yeah. So in the, the clarity that I wanted to provide our request was that um, the security organization can uh, be existing in uh, the tech organization, the technology organization, 
but it should be at the same level as the other leadership organizations. So they should have the same authority. Uh, they should not be part of some other organization, but a direct reporting structure should be there between um, the higher the, uh, the management. There should be a, also a communication loop between the security organization and the um, the board, because when something ha- any security incident happens, they should be made aware of, and they should also be part of uh, pushing the security agenda. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's pretty much in alignment with with what I thought as well. Uh, great. Um, what, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, different courses like SANS, um, ISC2, and then um, most importantly, the the peers, the colleagues that I've worked with, they have been my mentors. Um, and, uh, you know, certain organizations like OWASP, they're good resources. And just be active in your community. So, and, and more you give, the more you will receive. Yeah. And uh, speaking of mentors, do you have like any three specific specific people in mind? I mean, you don't have to share their names if you're not comfortable with it, but uh, do you have like specific people you wanted to thank? So I'd say, um, apart from Mr. Spock, um, if I have to call out one person who has made a difference, has been Gyan Prakash. Uh, I worked with him uh, at Visa. A great visionary and um, and a proverbial inventor. He has had um, over 250 patents. And um, Gary Deanza, he's also uh, working at uh, my current employer, fantastic architect. So there are a couple of other people like ben, Dr. Bill Chen, an amazing resource when it comes to cloud computing. And he's our proverbial professor. So. So they are, and as you go and as you grow within your, your organization, you can find a lot of uh, mentors helping you out chart your way. So uh, my suggestion and recommendation to uh, uh, people who want to uh, create, have security as a career is that identify the right people who would are who are willing to mentor you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it is a great thing to have a mentor. Otherwise. Um, you'll be lost at what direction you want to choose. So great people that I worked with and uh, and fantastic people as a matter of fact. Great, thank you. And I'll circle back to that with a you know, follow-up question at the, at the end of the podcast. Yeah. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you wanted to debunk? Uh, security is a blocker. Cybersecurity is not a blocker. We are your partners. We want to make sure you ship out the best code, which is functional as well as secure. So reach out to your respective security team and ask them how can you help them do their job better, which is in turn will help you do your job better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Um, Now, uh, you know, Another type of question here about myself. So if you could step into my role as the CEO of, uh, you know, a consulting group and uh, 
because again, we, we don't know each other on, on a professional basis, mostly mm. on a personal basis. We did have some professional discussions in the past, but, uh, but nothing more than that. What, what would you say, what would you ask yourself that, you, that I, might have, I might not have asked myself, in your opinion? Like what's, whether it's what's missing in the market, what do you feel that you would have done uh, if you were in my shoes? So uh, even our professional conversations were all focused on Star Trek, right? So you're wearing a red shirt, so engineering is in trouble again. So um, I'd say as a vendor, um, you should be able to articulate what's the problem that you're trying to solve. What's the value that you're going to bring and how, and you should be able to understand what's the, uh, the uh, context of the same problem for that enterprise and how your service or your uh, product will provide the, uh, the, the answers to those questions. And uh, above all, if you do not have uh, uh, a product or a service that that's there, just be open and honest about it. You know, uh, all enterprise and all, every customer appreciates the honesty and appreciates uh, the the work that uh, you know any vendor or the consulting firm does. So just be open, honest, and be very articulate. What's the problem that you're solving? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, speaking about vendors, uh, what's the most annoying sales pitch that you've encountered? There are no false positives. And, um, or, oh, we've done this in past. Mm. Oh, it's easy. So I'd say, you know, the, the, the sales pitch should be clear and should be articulating what problem you are solving, not you know, beat around the bush. Be binary and be um, a Boolean that either you can do it or you can't do it. Just don't be ambiguous at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine that, you know, for some vendors that even if they conduct some research about your organization, they're not, they, they will not necessarily have all the information they need. So, you know, they would require some kind of feedback in order to right. be able to tell you if they're, if they can solve the problem or not. Right. Right. And, and, and the other thing that uh, it's kind of getting to a point that it's, it's slightly annoying. I appreciate cold calls. I understand, you know, cold calling is part of sales journey, but one of the key things that, I want to call out in terms of it getting to a point that is slightly annoying uh, is that, you know, people call you from some numbers, you know, thanks to Twilio, they've figured it out what numbers to use. And then they say, and especially vendors, oh, we top met there in that particular conference, even though I wasn't there. And uh, we discussed about this and that is a, absolutely a non-starter. Right? So, be genuine in your conversation. Do not uh, uh, talk about the things that never occurred. And as uh, an entity, as an enterprise, or as a customer, everybody knows that um, sales and marketing is a part of the, the process and everybody needs vendors. So 
just be again coming back to the same point honest open discussions mm -hmm. okay uh so what is it that you are looking for in a vendor then honesty, just just integrity. yeah honesty integrity and uh you know willingness to um, enhance the slas that you you've published right and stick to them like, do not let the customer follow up you should be having the right amount of consistent constant and clear communications so if i am having a problem i should know who to call what to expect and uh, the 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 and, and and the ability to understand that that my problem will be solved if you don't have the answer somebody is taking care of it you know the information black hole should not be there at all mm -hmm. okay yeah that makes uh, perfect sense um so my next question my next question and i you might have alluded to that in one of the previous uh, answers that you provided but are there any either CISOs or security leaders that you look up to? And I know you mentioned Gian and you mentioned uh, one more individual. Do you have like any, you know, specific uh, figures in the industry that you look up to? See, um, our, my own organization, right? Uh, our CISO, Sutil Shashadri, then you have Subra Kumaraswamy, then you have Joel Brewer and George Christopoulos, Aaron Spuler. These are the powerhouse of cybersecurity knowledge and operational excellence. Um, you know, when our CISO talks, everybody listens. He's an amazing leader, and I'm so proud to be working in his team. Okay. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely I would be more than happy to, you know, at some point in the future, maybe interview some of those guys as well. Uh, as part of my journey. Uh, what would you suggest to vendors that do want to connect with you, but want to do it in a non-intrusive manner? Should they just, you know, strike a conversation about uh, Jean-Luc Picard with you or Captain Kirk? Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, yeah. And it has to be logical. <laughs> has to be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, What's the single most important thing to you in your career? Um, the single most important thing in my career has been ability to learn new things and the current position that I'm in and the support that I've gotten from my leadership and across different levels in the organization has been fantastic. So this is an amazing place to learn new things. And uh, the latest push that uh, we've seen across different uh, enterprises about diversity and inclusion. Um, I'm so proud to be working with Visa where diversity is a way of life, not something that we've started or anybody has started new. So it's been a fantastic place uh, to learn new things and to be genuinely um, providing um, service to the greater good of uh, mankind, humankind. Mm -hmm. Some would say to boldly go where no one has gone. No, no humans have gone before. 
Yeah. So no, that was the original series. What you just said, where no man has gone before. The next generation, they changed it to uh, where no one has gone before. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at it, um, Star Trek is if you the original um, version, the original series has been like um, uh, I think leader in so many ways. You look talk about diversity and inclusion. Yeah. You talk about uh, uh, working with different uh, ways of thinking and working with uh, a larger theme, the the uh, overall uh, steadfastness in belief in one goal, the theme above all. So mm -hmm. I, I think that makes Star Trek a real classic. Yeah. You have that, and then you know it's my personal theory that uh, based on the the next generation series, I think that was the the motivator for Steve Jobs to create the iPad. Because if you go back to like you know when was it 1987 when they started off, they have like these books that look suspiciously similar to to iPads, right? What are you showing me? Okay, <laughs> that's the tricorder, right? Yeah, that's the communicator. Yeah, no. The communicator. So this is the, your original iPhone, yeah. cell phone. Exactly, my point. If you had unlimited funds, what would you do with your life? I will build the USS Enterprise. That's, that's a super answer. I would just, you know, call me. Uh, I'd like to, to witness that would be very interesting. You'll be the red shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure most people won't understand that reference, but uh, unfortunately I do. I'm a super geek, just as you. Uh, okay, so we're uh, coming to an end here. And let me just take this opportunity to thank you for your time and your insights. Uh, it was indeed, uh, as always, a pleasure talking with you. And, you know, and, and this time we did have a more professional conversation. So I got, uh, got to learn more about you as well on the professional side. Hoping to, you know, to meet you in person uh, sometime in the near future, whenever, you know, it's, it's possible. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, definitely. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CISO's Insiders. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more professional content, please check us out on social media.